Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Grab Your Stuff Podcast. Super excited to be here, as always. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Vernique Esther, founder and creator of Authentically Wed. I am a healing and wholeness coach. I am a licensed master social worker, clinically trained, um, and I am like your cousin, your favorite online influencer personality, right? I, I know I am. I know I'm your favorite. If you're new here, welcome. We have a lot of fun. Talk to me. I talk back. I, I like to, I feel like I can hear you guys like yassing me in the episodes, okay? So again, um, if you started here, happy new year. I hope that the beginning of your new year is going well. Um, I know that it has been amazing for me. Um, so this episode, just like every other episode, is going to start with, let me put you on. Let me put you on. Let me, let me put you. It's going to keep changing until y'all get me a theme song and or the let me put you on song. Okay. It's going to keep changing. Y'all going to have to deal with my made up version. But um, for those of you guys who are new to this space, let me put you on is the, is the part of the show where we, I give you something to try, you know, whatever is tickling my fancy at the moment, what I think is dope and, and all of that. And I recommend it to you. And then you try it hopefully. And let me know if I put you on to something new, right? So my goal is to always put you on to something new, whether it be an idea, a product, a, a, an activity, you know, all those different things. Sometimes y'all like what I give you. Sometimes y'all be hating. Okay, like in episode one, but we won't rehash the past. That's the past. We don't got to go back there. It's okay. Um, today's Let Me Put You On has to do with um, something that I actually did last year. So as part of my um, journey towards recovery, um, when I was having a lot of anxiety and just a lot of things going on, um, one thing that I took up was leisure reading. As a child, I used to read a lot of books. I kid you not. Um, I had read about 500 books by the time I was like 13, 15. Um, I read a, a ton of books and books were my lifeline. But then as I got older and matriculated through high school and, you know, college reading kind of felt like a chore because I had to do it for school more and things like that. So one thing I wanted to reconnect with, um, while I was in my season of just healing and recovery, um, from mental health was reading. And so one of, um, the first books I read was actually kind of like an urban fiction thing. And that was really cool just to ease me back in something leisure that had nothing to do with anything that wasn't a self-help book. That wasn't a business book. And then the other book that I got into was Gabrielle's Un Gabrielle Union's, um, you got anything stronger and it's a conglomerate of stories, um, where she just kind of talks about different aspects of her life and her experiences. And y'all, I really, really, really enjoyed that book. I really, really did. Um, I am a lover of stories. This is something that I talk about often. Um, this is also why one of my favorite therapeutic um, kind of interventions is narrative therapy. I believe that there's a lot in our stories. So I recommend that book, but also I recommend to you guys to read a book or a few books this year. And it doesn't have to be, I'm not telling you read books so you can learn something new. Read books so that way you learn a new way to relax. Read books so that way um, you gain different perspective on things and that you kind of are able to get in touch with other people's experiences and expand your perspective. And, and just read because reading is fun and it's another way that your brain gets to learn as opposed to watching TV. So um, that's my let me put you on for the day. Let me know what you're reading. Put it in your stories. Tag me and do hashtag, you know, grab your stuff. Hashtag let me put you on and show me what you're reading. I want to see what you're reading. Maybe we'll start a book club this year. I don't know. That's a that's a bit much. I always have all these ideas. But if you want to start a book club, join the Patreon and then like say something. I want to I want to hear your thoughts on that. OK, so <clears throat> today's topic 
is self-fidelity. Self-fidelity. I made that word up. I made that word up. I've never seen it anywhere else. So if it, if it exists out there, I don't know about it, but self-fidelity. We're going to um, get to the nitty gritty of something that I think is really important that a lot of people, men and women, struggle with. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about that experience. Um, <clears throat> now, I want to be clear that we're not talking about selfishness. We're not talking about self-centeredness. Um, I don't fully buy into our culture that's like heavy on self-love, self-this, self-care. Like I believe in self-love and self-care and whatever. Although self-love is like, eh, it's debatable, right? But self-love, self-care, like those things are good. Self-esteem, those things are good. But I think that um, culture has perpetuated an idea that um, everything is about you. Right. If it doesn't serve me, I'm not doing it. And I don't think that that's always a proper attitude, especially for those of us who are Christians, who are believers. Right. Um, there, there is a level of giving of yourself and losing of yourself that's actually supposed to happen as a part as opposed to um, more gaining of yourself. But it's not literally like, you know, forgetting yourself. It's a lot. We could have a whole conversation on that. But my point is, I want us to be clear about what we're talking about. We're not talking about more ways for you to be selfish, more ways for you to cut people off. We're talking about having a healthy view of yourself. Okay. So, um, so I told y'all during episode one that I got into a car accident, right? So I got into a car accident last year and, um, here's the story. So I was driving to meet up my friends to meet with my high school friends for, um, like kind of a brunch. And before I left town, because I travel for work, as you all know, well, on my way, I was like a couple miles away from the location that we were meeting at and somebody hit me from behind and, um, got, you know, got the police involved and, and all that kind of stuff. But that day my friends were like, Hey, let's go to the hospital just so you can get checked up and stuff. I was having some pain just in waiting for the, the police, but I was like, no, I don't think it's worth it. Like, should I, should I not? It was like this whole ordeal. And I literally like, while I'm in pain, telling myself like, it's not that serious. It's not that bad. Like get over it. Like that's the perspective that I was kind of having in the conversation I was kind of having with myself. Um, and, and feeling like, you know what, you're exaggerating. Like it's not, you got hit from behind. It wasn't even a hard hit. Y'all I have been, this is like almost a thing with my friends. Like I've been in more accidents than I can count. And only one of them were my fault, um, was my fault. So like, it's a hot mess. <laughs> Why I've been in so many accidents. I'm praying for the rest of my life that I don't get any more, but um, I'm like, you know, you're exaggerating. It wasn't even that bad. It just kind of hit you from behind. But all the other accidents that I have been in have kind of started to pile up on each other. Right. And so um, I, I was truly in pain. I was spasming and all these different things. And um, I sat with my therapist later on. I eventually, you know, got got seen. I didn't go to the hospital, but I think I went. Um, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm having a moment like I don't think I ever got seen. I tried to go to the hospital, but due to covid, um, there was such long waits and I didn't want to sit there and get COVID. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll go to a chiropractor. Oh, well, I'll do this. I'll do that. Y'all, I'm looking back and I never went to the doctor. And that actually makes this episode more important. I never even went to a chiropractor. Um, and I, I battled with the pain for a while and there are still some effects. So anyways, golly, like now I feel like this episode is about me. But um, <laughs> so I went, I sat with my therapist and I was like literally in like near tears when I thought about the fact that I champion for other people all the time and I encourage people to champion for themselves all the time. Right. Especially in our current culture, we scream like believe black women, believe black women and, and you know, believe the black experience and, and things like that. And, and we're screaming it loud. But I believe like. 
for myself, when I'm in pain, when I'm tired, when I need a break, I don't believe this black woman. I struggle to believe um, when my body, when it says it needs to rest, I struggle to believe my mind when it's saying, hey, we're at our breaking point, right? Now I do a whole lot better. Outside of this example, I do a whole lot better with that. I take breaks. I take days off when I need it. Um, I ask for what I need. I implement boundaries. I speak up for myself. These are things that I have progressively worked on in the last year. Um, but historically, I have had a hard time believing this black woman while championing for the right and for the for other black women to believe in themselves and to give themselves grace and to have, you know, a more realistic and gracious view of themselves. Um, so which leads me to this. And many of you guys may be experiencing the same thing that I have experienced. Um, and that's why I think this, this topic is so important. Even if you've never identified it, you might. So we expect faithfulness from any and everyone else and yet are the main violators of our own expectations. I'm going to say that again. We expect faithfulness from any and everyone else and yet are the main violators of our own expectations. I expect myself to show up for my business. I expect myself to, to give myself rest when needed. I expect myself to believe my body um, when it's sick. By the way, um, in my experience with COVID, in the beginning, I'm thinking like, oh, maybe I'm just not feeling too good. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night that first day that I, I was sick and I was like, oh, something does not feel right. And I was like, man, just go back to sleep. And I was like, no, something don't feel right. And I got up at three o'clock in the morning and I went to CVS to find that I had a fever. And I was so proud of myself for believing my body, right? Because we don't always do that. We try and trudge through things. What um, Brittany Broder Smith at the Intimacy Firm calls, you know, the struggle Olympics. We just try and keep trudging through it and like pressing on. But everything doesn't need for you to press on, right? So I have expectations to listen to my body, to show up for my business, to um, rest, to, you know, I have these expectations to, to um, accomplish, you know, meaningful work. And yet I am often the main violator the main violator of that expectation. I'm the first person, you know, and I'm saying I, like the collective I, like we're the first people to, to um, you know, stay up way past the bedtime. We're the first people to not go to the gym when we need it. We're the first people to eat bad food. You know what I mean? But everybody else has like a one or two strikes. You know, don't violate my boundaries. Support me. Communicate. Blah, blah, blah. But we don't do that for ourselves. And so <clears throat> at its core, what, what it means to be faithful is to be loyal and steadfast. Steadfast means unwavering. So when you talk about fidelity, fidelity is faithfulness, right? Fidelity is faithfulness. When we talk about being, having self-fidelity, we're talking about being loyal and being steadfast, unwavering. And what I mean is not unwavering like, you know, you don't make room for exceptions and things like that because that is, that is human. Everything is not always going to be in your one, two, three step plan, but to be steadfast on your principles, on your convictions, on the things that matter to you, on your values, and to back that up, basically be 10 toes down for you. Okay. So for example, do you respect your own boundaries? Do you honor your body? Do you heed your discernment? Do you move according to your best interests? Do you have a safe community of people to seek wisdom from? Do you feed yourself spiritually? Do you make time to have pleasurable experiences? One thing um, that I did in, in 2021 was um, I took a solo vacation to Miami. 
I took a solo trip to Miami and I think I talked about that in prior ep episodes. Um, and it was so healing. It was really amazing to experience, um, to experience that because I really took time to take care of myself and I had pleasurable experiences. I got massages. I went to the spa. I sat on the beach. Y'all, my favorite place on earth is the beach. My favorite place on earth is the beach. Um, and so I sat on the beach for hours at a time. I read books. I ate good food. I had such an amazing time. And I made, I've created those, that pleasurable experience for me. And it's something that I hold on to and will be able to hold on to forever. But do you make time for pleasure? Do you give yourself pleasurable experiences or is your whole life a struggle and a grind, right? How is it that we have an easier grasp on being present and faithful to the needs and desires of everyone else while, and, and heed to their whims and their subtle nudges, you know, by the tweak on your, on your partner's face that he or she may, you know, want, may, may feel uncomfortable when you're like, hey, what do you need? But the subtle tweaks and, and, and different changes of your soul, of your heart, of your spirit, of your body, you're, you're, you're ignoring, you know, every whim of your kids, you know, oh, you know what? It's nap time for Lil Ray Ray. He acting funny right now. You know, he's being fussy. You know, those different cues and everybody else, but you don't listen to them for yourself. When you're, when, when you're dating that woman and you feel a little off and you feel that, that like, you know what? I don't think I'm supposed to be with this girl, you know, or, or when you're engaged to a man and you're like, I don't know, I'm feeling like maybe I need to cut this relationship off right or or you know I think I think that this person that I have been kind of avoiding I need to move forward with them do you have that relationship with yourself where you listen to those subtle nudges and really it's not just yourself right it's a relationship with yourself and a relationship with the Holy Spirit to heed his wisdom and the wisdom that he's giving you um and the things and and even still God works through our bodies right our bodies were created a certain way for a reason so when you're hungry, your stomach growls. You can probably hear mine growling right now. When you're sad, you start to tear up. These are things that you can't even really help. It's what your body does. These are the ways that God is showing you and leading you to make healthier decisions or to move in certain ways or to change certain behaviors, right? So you don't have time for self-care, self but your calendar is full of taking care of everybody else every waking second. Your calendar is full of things for you to do for everybody else, but you have no time to reset for yourself so you can even show up for them in a healthy and a productive way. You want love, but you settle for projects that gladly watch you suffer from carrying their weight and yours. Make it make sense. Okay. Essentially, you are cheating on yourself with your need to be needed and your gravitational pull towards anything external that fills the holes you refuse to take to God and heal from. I'm going to say it again. You are cheating on yourself with your need to be needed and your gravitational pull towards anything external that fills the holes that you refuse to take to God. Because the thing about it is, let me, let, let, me, let me help you out. It's not really that you're just such a giving and loving person. A big part of it is. I meet people all day as like, oh, I was designed to help. I was designed to help. I was designed to help. I was created to help. That's my mission. First of all, help. We all were created to help. You have to have a more acute vision on what your assignment and your calling and your purpose is in the earth, first of all. Secondly, you can only help to the extent that you are a, that you are uh, capable. And the third thing is that, yes, you're nice and you like doing things, but you also like the relevance. 
You like the relevance that comes with being a helper and being a resource for other people. So what that does is it causes you in your mind to overextend, over promise, over deliver. Right. To a point where at the end of it all, you're like, well, these people didn't even thank me or they don't appreciate what I do. And that is a clue into the fact that you're not doing it for the sake of doing it. You're doing it in part because of the relevance and the things that you gain from being everybody's savior, being everybody's Superman and Superwoman. Right. And so instead of bringing those holes that you have in your heart and and the need for relevance and the need for um, adoration, these are human needs. I'm not judging them. But your those needs need to be filled by God first. And that is a part of your journey of self-fidelity is getting your needs where they actually can be filled so you can pour and other people that need your pour. And here's another thing about self-fidelity. You even let your inner voice talk to you crazy and bully you. And the other thing about self-fidelity is not just the interactions that you have with everybody else, but the interactions that you're having within yourself. So the inner voices in your head talk to you crazy and bully you. You're not good enough. You can't do that. Remember how you failed the last time, right? Where within yourself are you even safe? How can you be functional under that level of stress and hostility? You're getting messages from the culture. You're getting messages from people around you. And even in your mind, you're not safe from from um, critique and and, and um, expectations, unrealistic expectations. As a matter of fact, I think many of us today who like greatly desire relationships, I think it has less to do with relationships and more to do with wanting relief from the lack of acceptance and affirmations that we need to feel more at peace. So essentially we are hiring, we're outsourcing people to do the work that we should be doing within ourselves And now the focus is not really on the relationship. It's what I need from the relationship because I don't have a foundation of it within myself already. So oftentimes we get disappointed by our partners when they don't show up as, you know, overly expressive or when they're, you know, over when when they're they don't always communicate the ways that we want them to. Yes, we need communication, those things in, in relationships. But the extent by which we need them is often because we are outsourcing our needs. We are outsourcing our needs. We're outsourcing um, the things that, that should already be foundational in us on other people, adding to the, to the weight and, and to the responsibilities of a relationship, right? So the gag is acceptance and affirmation ideally starts as an inside job. It starts as an inside job. And many of us maybe grew up in environments where affirmation wasn't really done, right? We were expected to do right instead of being um, celebrated for doing what was right. And that's not necessarily a good thing, right? So maybe you have to learn that skill, but I need you to know that it's not too late to start. And the earlier you begin, the more effective your relationships will be and the more effective you'll be in other areas and and your ability to create boundaries and your ability to say no when you need to, and your ability to, you know, engage where, where your poor is needed and not feel slighted, right? So what would it look like for you to have some self-fidelity? Well, how do you dig into your hopes and your desires? How do you invest in those things that you really want for your life? How, how do you reacquaint or acquaint yourself with pleasure? Right. One thing um, that I realized was that I didn't have enough pleasure. The, one of the signs that I didn't have enough pleasure in my life or pleasurable experiences was that um, I would be so excited for the weekend So I could not quite binge eat, but eat the things that I want. And that's cool. 
right? That's that's cool, right? Because I'll eat a little bit better during the week, and then on the weekend, I'm going to have my seafood, and I'm going to have, you know, my fries or whatever. Um, but I also realized, like, the amount of money that I was spending on that experience was because I had no... Monday through Friday, I wasn't experiencing very, any, if if any, or very little pleasure throughout the week. So I, like had to pour all of my pleasure on a weekend, right? When like I need to be, and you need to be experiencing pleasure Monday through Friday. And I'm not talking about guilty pleasure. I'm not talking about pleasures that'll, you know, take you down a a rabbit hole of sin, but like having pleasurable moments and experiences, self-caring for 30 minutes a day or whatever, whatever your thing is, but reacquaint or acquaint yourself for the first time with pleasure. Prioritize yourself. Say no more. So here are three signs of self-fidelity, and I'm going to give you homework on how to move towards that space, okay? Number one, listen to your body and trust your discernment. That is number one. That is a spiritual practice. Discernment has been given to all of us because we all have the Holy Spirit. If you are a Christian um, and we have been given wisdom, the Bible talks about how he freely gives us wisdom, right? But listen to your body and trust your discernment. The second thing is, Have a self-care routine. I talk about this in the Heal For Real course. I actually help you and I have a template um, for self-care to show you how to map it out. And and it's, it's extensive. It's not about just one day or little moments or one thing. It's a plan. Okay? Have a plan for self-care and make changes as necessary. Changes are okay. And the last thing is advocate and make decisions that are in your best interest, whether or not other people agree. Advocate for yourself, whether or not people agree, and sometimes whether or not you want to do it. Things like um, advo- uh, things like working out, that's in your best interest. You may not be excited about it, but it's necessary, right? Or, or deciding that, you know what, I'm not going to show up to Thanksgiving this year. People may not like it, but it's necessary. That is you operating in self-fidelity. So how do we get to the place of self-fidelity? Well, on the deep side of the conversation, you heal, right? You heal. <laughs> but the, the, like, you, you, to break it down, you honor your humanity. You understand your past. You, pro- excuse me, you understand your present. You process your past and you transform your, your future, which is essentially the outline of the Heal for Real course, right? So... On day one, where do you go from here? Well, you start by spending time with yourself. Find out what you like. Find out what you don't like. Your desires, your hopes, your dreams, your beliefs. Right? What do you care about? What impassions you? What emboldens you? What makes you scared? What makes you angry? Right? Start from there and practice listening to your body and believing yourself. So your homework is, and this is something that I have been doing for a few years, pick one day out of the week and pick like a three, four hour time block. And I want you to maneuver the day or that time block um, by doing things that you want. So Saturdays is my, um, I call it my um, intuitive days. And so I wake up when my body feels like waking up. I eat when my body is ready to eat. Uh, if I need want to go to Target and just walk around, I do that. I just allow my body and my mind the ability to move outside of a schedule, outside of a clock, outside of expectations. And, to, and that gives me the time to like, all I'm doing is listening to my body, listening to my desires and, and my heart in that moment. So that way I'm, I'm staying connected, I'm staying ingrained, and I'm, I'm building that practice. So that is your homework. I want you to pick a time block, pick a day, um, and just have some intuitive hours, even if it's just two hours. 
See what it's like to move at the pace that you desire for just two hours. You'll be amazed at what you find. I move at a very, very, very quick pace on a lot of days, but actually my body likes to move very slow. I like to take my time in making decisions. I like to, you know, maneuver spaces and, and things like that at my own leisure. And I don't often get to do that, And but I wouldn't have known that about myself. I thought I was a very quick paced person. I'm not, I'm actually a slow mover. I like to kind of really indulge. And so you'll be amazed at what you learn from yourself and that'll allow you to begin to move in self fidelity. So what are we grabbing? Well. This episode, we are grabbing our faithfulness to ourselves, our responsibility to honor our desires and our experiences, and the power to set boundaries and say no. All right. So that brings us to questions and confessions. Today's questions and confessions is brought to us once again by Facebook. Again, if you have a question, if you have something that you want me to answer, or if you have a confession that you want me to respond to, go to admin at authenticallywed.com, admin at authenticallywed.com. And I want you to um, put questions and confessions in the subject and then let me know what your situation is or somebody else's situation that you want me to respond to. Okay. So today's, it says for being a top seller at his company, Derek won a week long vacation at a five star restaurant in Bali. The package was valued at $8,500. The package did not include flights. Derek invited Stacy to join him on the trip. He didn't tell her that he wanted at work. He told her, if you get the plane tickets, I'll cover everything else. Stacy replied, if you want to take me somewhere, you should cover everything, including the flight. Derek and Tiffany had an amazing time. Was Derek wrong? Was Stacy being unfair? Did y'all catch that? Derek asked Stacy. Stacy was like, you gonna flew me out or you gonna flew me out? And Derek was like, yeah, so anyways, Tiffany, you, you trying to go? What, what's, what's with it? And Tiffany and Derek had an amazing time. Now, whoo, this is a tough one. I really hope I, I speak to it well. So, first of all, um, I don't think either person was wrong. I don't. So here's the thing. Derek had free, Derek, one end, let me talk about what was wrong. On one end, Derek was trying to get a free flight, okay? Like, I'm, I, Derek was trying to come up. He, Derek wanted an all-expense paid trip, okay? Let's be honest, he already didn't have to pay for the trip itself. And then was like, hey, you buy our plane tickets and I got you. That's a little risky. If I'm a woman, and I, especially if I don't know, and you're like, hey, I, I'm a ball out with you in Bali, but you don't have, you're not buying the flights or at least your flight. I would have felt better if he was like, buy your ticket. He said, buy the tickets. So I would have felt better about that only because like, that sounds kind of risky. Like when I, when we, when I buy these tickets, when we fly out there, like, are you sure everything's going to be okay? And then like, maybe let's have a further discussion, right? I don't know why. Um, I kind of understand, I guess he doesn't have to say how he's going to pay for the trip, but there may be other things that he, he will have to shell out some cash for or whatever, right? Cause all expense paid doesn't mean all experience paid. So you may want to get off the resort or whatever the case may be. So that's the only thing I didn't like is that like, I'm not paying for both of our flights. I'll pay for my flight. If you're paying for everything else that feels like, hey, I was trying to come up on a come up and get some, possibly some free booty in the process. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, let's be real. Um, what, what I didn't like about Stacy was just like, I think you should pay for everything. And it's like, honestly and truly, if I'm going on a trip with somebody now, if it's like the first time I kind of would expect and like for you to 
fly out, like to fly me out or whatever. Honestly, the first time I'm meeting somebody, if I'm assuming, I'm I'm not assuming whether they've known each other for a while or not, but I would prefer for that person to fly to me first. Um, and then like, if I'm more comfortable, I'll fly to you. But I think that um, what I didn't like is just, you know, like this, like you should be, da, da, da. he already said he was going to pay for everything else, right? Regardless of how you knew that that was going to happen, maybe compromise on like, Hey, I probably can only afford my ticket, but I, I would like to go like, just kind of balance the scales a little bit. Um, but I don't think either one is wrong. She's not wrong for having that expectation. He's not wrong for wanting to go with somebody else that could fulfill his expectation. I don't think anybody's wrong, but I do think that we could have gone about about it a little bit differently, Derek, because you got You were trying to get a free trip on me, and that's what I don't like. Now, granted, I would have gotten a free trip after that, but tickets to Bali ain't cheap. You know what I'm saying? Like we're talking at least at least a thousand dollars, right? So you, I'm gonna pay a thousand dollars, and you gonna take me on a free trip. Honestly, like now I'm out a thousand dollars. Like yes, I, the free trip, but. I don't know. Maybe I could have done something else with that money. You know what I mean? So that's what that's the part I didn't like. But he's not wrong for taking somebody who who could fulfill those expectations. And she's not wrong for having her standard. So those are my thoughts on that. Let me know what you think um, in the comments and Patreon. I'd love to hear your feedback. Other than that, join. Follow me at Authentically Wed. Um, join Authentically Wed. Oh, by the way, we sold out this event. Super excited. Can't wait to see you guys there um, in February, February 11th, 12th, somewhere around there. Um, but excited for that. If you want to be a sponsor for the event, feel free. It is the, um, we're having a singles gala. So um, if you want to be a vendor, if you want to be a sponsor, if we haven't sold out at the time of this episode, feel free to email us admin at authenticallywed.com. Do sponsor or vendor um, and we'll get the information to you as soon as possible. But I'm excited to see my singles there. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. Um, so to close things out, follow me at Authentically Wed. Join the Authentically Wed Patreon. So that way you can get all the goodies and the bonuses from the episode as well as additional content, meetups, and all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much it. That is pretty much it. Excited for what 2022 has in store. Um, and thank you to all our sponsors for this episode. And as always, my sign-off is... Everybody wants milk until it's time to grow an almond tree. Until next time, grab your stuff. Let's go.